Gamers, uh-oh, folks, sound the alarms. Uh, the, uh, Xeon's attacking. We all gotta get in our robots. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Good start. Yeah, oh, what a good start. Um, Incredible. Hey, Sound welcome. the alarms, we're here. S- sound the alarms, we are here. After months and months of threatening to make this podcast, it has finally happened. Um, welcome to a podcast, which I am calling Wow. Cool Robot, a podcast about Gundams. Um, I'm Max, and with me today in my first leg of this journey is Morgan, or Morg. I am pretty excited. I am very excited. I It is thanks to Morg that I was able to basically get this off the ground because they were like, hey, when are we going to do this? When are we going to do this? And I was saying, oh, we'll do it this weekend. And that was about three weeks ago. But finally, they they were able to lend me their energy, and it's happening. I'm glad. I'm glad even with our both of our bad brains together, we have combined it into a good brain and started podcasts. Both of our bad brains have combined. We have cleared the hurdles of planning our Pokemon teams. We've cleared the hurdles of playing nothing but Animal Crossing, and we are here performing for you. If you know the words, you can jump in the cockpit, too. Um, so... A little, I, I, I guess the, the the not backstory of this podcast. My plan for this podcast, I had the idea of making a Gundam podcast because I like Gundam a lot. I'm looking at my shelf of almost thirty Gunpla. Um, I'll be talking about Gunpla at a later date. I think I'm going to do a special episode on the history of Gunpla. Hell yeah! I don't know shit um, about Gunpla. I just see them and I'm like, cool. <laughs> do you say wow, wow cool, cool robot, robot. <laughs> i do say wow cool robot oh my god we're gonna make that joke so often and it's always gonna be funny <laughs> it's it's gonna be funny it's every always gonna be time. funny except i tried to okay so my friends who are like slightly less online than me like they're still pretty online but they just didn't know that meme i like had to explain to them what the meme was and show them the picture and they were just like I, oh and I'm like, why don't you think this is as funny as I do? <laughs> please, please clap. Please clap. <laughs> it's very much please clap. Like, yeah, Jesus this Christ. This is funny, please. I promise. Me. Um, so I had the idea of, like, I, I, I've watched bits and pieces of, like, lots of different Gundam series growing up, but I haven't really sat down and watched, like, the entirety of the whole dang thing. I what The series I've watched the most of, I think is wing which is you know Same. historically not one of the most well-received series um yeah. but i i there's this little like guide floating around the internet that is basically uh in what order should you watch the entirety of gundam um and i guess i can link that in the show notes when this episode goes up but basically it's a little flow chart of like where, where do you start and obviously you start at mobile suit gundam or gundam 0079 which is like the the very original series of Gundam um, that started in 1979. Um, so basically, the, the podcast is my journey through the entirety of Gundam. The gimmick is that each series will have a different co-host with me, um, sometimes one, sometimes more. Um, but yeah, Morg 
uh, my, 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 my compatriot in Animal Crossing and Pokemon and other uh, internet activities is helping me with this one. I am doing the first leg. Um, you look down and you see a second pair of footprints. Wait, I don't know how that fucking thing goes. Never mind. <laughs> I, I've, I'm abandoning ship. Okay, so my it's funny that I'm starting with the oldest one since... I have so much less experience with Gundam than Max does. Uh, I'm, I have experience with like super robot sort of shows for sure. Uh, like a ton of them. Um, just not Gundam specifically. Um, I've seen a few episodes of Wing and I think that's about it. Mm-hmm. I just like caught it on like, I don't know, Toonami or. Adult Swim yeah, or whatever uh, yeah, the fuck yeah, it was Toonami like, had all the Gundam back it, in the it, day. Yeah, I like caught like an episode here and there. Um, but So I was like, sure, I've been meaning to watch them anyway. And of course, we're starting with like the oldest one. As, as Ju- Dame Julie Andrews said in The Sound of Music, let's start at the very beginning, a very good place to start. Damn, um, truly. I love The Sound of Music. It's like a fair musical. Um, it's a good choice. It's I when in when I was in eighth grade, Deep Max lore. I our Ooh. entire class had to perform a musical, and I didn't want a part, so I sang in the chorus. But I still know all the words to like most of the songs. Oh man, it's right. a, it's good. Catch me belting Edelweiss in the shower. Fuck yes, I wanted to be in the <laughs> musical so bad when I was younger, but I just was not a good dancer, and all our musicals had dancing, and oh it was yeah, bad. that's like it's it's a lot to juggle at once. I can I can sing. But I can't move when I sing. Those exactly. are those are two. It's like rubbing your tummy and patting your head. Cannot be done both at the same time. Yeah. Also, I just can't dance even when I'm not singing. I just can't dance. Yeah. Yeah. I I just kind of move my arms and like bounce my legs a little bit and hope nobody looks at me too much. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, he mo- he moves his legs in the show too. He d- yeah. Um. Hey. So speaking of the show, um, my plan. For Mobile Suit Gundam 0079 is about three episodes a week. Um, if I have planned this out correctly, that will be 14 or 15 episodes to get through the original Mobile Suit Gundam. So I guess that's... I can't think of any more like preemptive housekeeping to go over. Would you like, Morg, to get into these episodes? Yes. Um, so I I watched the sub of the show. Um, Long time Max Heads will know that I have trouble watching dubs. I guess this would be a lot better because this is an era of dubs where it was a lot more earnest and wasn't as jokey joke and uh, four kids didn't get their grubby mitts on it. Um, I prefer subs, though. I actually also watched the sub. Uh, So from what I know, they're not like that different. It was just the voice of the narrator kind of graded on me for the dub. Mm -hmm. It was very... um, Welcome to the show. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's like a very sort of space opera narrator. Um, ah. And we're we're not here to sort of outline the differences between sub and dub. Like later on, when I when I get other co-hosts and other series, like I'll probably watch the sub the entire way through. But uh, you know, co-hosts will watch the dubs, and obviously, like that will be we'll be able to compare and contrast like we do on my other podcast, Pod of Greed. Um, 
But I might watch yeah. the dub sometimes if I'm like, yeah, I'm very motivated. I want to watch this twice. That probably yeah. I'm saying if, that it probably won't happen. If I don't we're know if what we're I'm feeling saying. saucy, if we're feeling our oats, we might dip into it. But we don't, you know, no promises. Um, so I guess uh, to start out, we can start with Gundam 0079, Episode One, Gundam Rising. Um, this this show is forty one years old. Yes, and in some ways you can tell, and in other ways you absolutely cannot tell, because there's some, like, very, it's, like, very good to look at for, like, how old it is. There is something so magical about, like, hand-drawn animations and, like, seeing where they're trying to reuse bits, and it the show looks, like, way, way more modern than it really is. Yeah, like, if you don't think about the time of when it was made, though, there are part, like, if you don't realize, as I didn't realize how old it was when I was first watching it, I was, like, kind of laughing at some parts that were, like, mm-hmm. like the car moving. I was like, oh, the wheels aren't moving. What's happening? Yeah. But then I was like, oh, um, my God, it's all hand-drawn. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And... and- and like some of the, the the animation, like when they do fights and stuff, like it it looks good. It the fights really are doesn't good. Look def- oh my gosh! Like it, it it. I mean, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but like everything is just so down to earth, which is ah, oh, it's a joke because they're not on Earth. Oh. Um, mm. But it it. I just I like immediately fell in love. Like even the opening, it's so cheesy. It's so like late seventies, early eighties, like that, like sci fi sort of space opera with like. Like the, the 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 op um is like very funky, almost disco-y. It's just like yes, oh my god, the the disco-y comes up in the show like late like in the first episode, like even in like the like the middle of it, and I was like I was like wow, this is so groovy. It's it is groovy. It's groovy and funky, and it really like I don't know. There's something about that sort of juxtaposition of this like decently gritty story about war in space, and this music is disco and it makes you want to dance. It's like, huh? I'm thinking about it. <laughs> it's funny. It's cool. It's it's, it's cool. cool. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I'm not saying yeah. it's funny in a bad way. I'm very like endeared to that. Yeah, it's 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 like it's it's the perfect amount of cheesy for me. I think. Um, so the first like bit of information, uh, the narrator. That we get in the beginning of every episode. So it is the year 0079. Hence People have. Uh huh. Hmm. Title drop already. Roll credits. Um, <laughs> c- Cinema sins ding. Um, People are not on Earth. They have moved on to space because they got, I guess, they got too many of them. Uh, Earth is full. We, had, we need to go back into space and colonize. So people are living on space colonies orbiting Earth. Um,. I, they're called sides, I guess. There's like yeah. side seven, side three, and they're like the city. They're like city states. They're called sides. Yeah. Yeah, and like I, I really cannot tell the scale of these space no. colonies because sometimes <laughs> they seem like tiny. Like ten people live here, and sometimes you look at it, and you're like, wait, no, that's supposed to be like an entire like, I don't know, like not nation, but it's I don't know. It's it's like. I like that we don't really know. I like that it's just like, yeah, they live in space, so what? You don't need to think about it too hard. 
I mean, part of the problem is that, like, we only see, like, ten people from one of the sides. And that's, that's because true. they all fucking died. Like- yeah. Yeah, you want to you wanna tell us what happened with side three, Morg? <sighs> sure. Uh, so, side three, uh, they were like, fuck you, Earth. Fuck you, Earth Federation. <laughs> we're going to be separate. And they call themselves the Principality of Zeon. And, That's uh, a cool name. That's a very cool name. Yeah, <laughs> it was like I, I know that like I'm already sort of belying the core competency of the show, which is that like you know we shouldn't do war, but like oh damn they're they're called Zeon. That's a they're 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 cool. The bad guys are cool. It's like neon, but Zeon. Um, oh yeah, and Z's a cool letter. Uh. <laughs> They're not bright enough to be rhyming with neon, though. They're, like, all the colors of their shit is, like, army green. Um, But, yeah, there's, like, war and shit. And what happened? They killed, like, half? Yeah, in one month. the, The Earth Federation killed, like, half of the... I, I I think I think the way it's framed is says like at, like one month after Zeon like declared like they they were against the Federation of Earth like half of the human population was killed in fighting. Oh, the whole population, like in all I, of the okay, yeah, okay. So <laughs> they say it in all they say it in the beginning of all three episodes, but I was still just like, huh, what? But um, because it's yeah, very it's not ideal. Like this is this is what happened. Before this is like before the show started, mm-hmm. um, but they're very like so it's kind of even hard to like reconcile the fact that that happened. Like being told that even though it's like oh it's gritty, but it's like we're not seeing it happen. So who cares? That, that's the thing. It's like you know, there's the whole the principle of show don't tell, where it's like it's much more interesting to see what happens than just like have some character exposit that this happened. But at the same time, I kind of appreciate that it doesn't dwell on this whole backstory so much. It just says, yeah, this is happening. Let's just jump into it. Like, you don't need an explanation for every single thing like that. It kind of preserves the magic of that in a way where it's like, you know, so much stuff sort of like pops off in the very beginning. So you're almost as like thrown for a loop as the main characters are in a way. Yeah, I... I think it works because, like, eventually we do get to, like, more personal grittiness, if that makes yeah. sense. Um, yeah. Oh, boy, do we get into personal grittiness. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I was a little worried because, well, we'll get there, but. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's been eight months since then, so I guess nine months after Xeon declared an attack like that they're at war with the federation of earth so we stalemate kind of like yeah i i I, like i think yeah like the fighting's going on but it's not like like it's it's like maybe it's a cold war sort of situation Um, yeah it's not entirely clear yet but i guess they're still fighting so who knows the first thing we sort of see after the opening we see some uh zakus which are hey the first mobile suit we see i love these little green guys so, so when we fir- when it first showed them, because I had no sense of what scale was happening, I literally mm-hmm. thought those were dudes in spacesuits until I saw them coming right. out of the robot. I was like, "Oh, those are fucking mobile <laughs> oh, suits." Th- I- them big. <laughs> 
it wasn't until the people literally came out of them. I was like, oh, because <laughs> they just are like approaching the um this this other side side seven with the little green zakus. I I they don't show they aren't like inside yet. So I was just like, oh, yeah, there's, there's just no some sense dudes. of scale. I'm, there's just some dudes, and then they like go inside and like I'm like. For some reason, I don't register it, even with the trees, like how big they are, and because oh, all the all the sides all have kind of like nature inside of them or something. Mm-hmm. Like they're all kind of mimic Earth inside in a way. Uh, my brain immediately was like, "This looks like Earthbound for some reason in my head." But you uh, know, I I understand. It's very bright colored. It 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 really does. I get some Onet vibes from it. You yeah, have Onet these, like, vibes. Small these small colorful houses. Um, you know, they they walk out. They, the Zaku's get into side seven, and then immediately, like you hear that, and the spiral appears on the screen, and they're like in a fight with a weird crow and a nasty little dog. Um. <laughs> Um, but so yeah, we, we, we sort of see I, the Zakus are coming in to spy on like some military facility inside side seven. Uh, oh, that's going to be fun to say inside side. So the way that the Zeon soldiers come out of the Zakus is they like put the hand of the robot, like on sort of the, the solar plexus area. And the guy crawls out and like is standing on the hand of the robot. It's like, it's very funny. Yes. Uh, and I was like, oh, they big. Like, that's when it really hit me. But Them um. big. They're also, so, so they are, um, let's see, they are 17 and a half meters tall. So, yeah. and, you know, an average human is a little bit under, like, the, the average person's a little bit under two meters-ish. Um, yeah. I mean, two meters, you know, it's like a meter and 0.7 maybe. So, yeah, they're, they're them big. Um, we see them sort of spying on these military bases, and they're like, "Huh, no one's around." So, a- as they're looking around, we see like a lone car driving through like the neighborhood, um, and this car pulls up on a house, um, and a girl and a small little robot ball hop out. My best friend, and- the little robot ball. Oh, I would kill and die for Haro. I love Haro. 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 Um, and the girl is named Frau Bo, um, F-R-A-W, not F-R-A-U, which is how you would expect Frau to be pronounced. I'm um, like, oh, I, I love like... that video game, <laughs> Fran Bo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she enters the house of one Ray Amaro. Um, I, Amaro's our main character. He's sitting in his underwear, tinkering on a computer on his desk. Big mood, buddy. Me too. Yeah, I was like, oh, man big mood but also i would not be staying inside if i heard alarms that were like evacuate or like whatever. yeah at first i thought that frau was like his mom or something because she's just completely non she's completely nonplussed by this kid sitting in his underwear and i would think that like a girl his age that he may or may not like be attracted to would be like oh that nasty um i mean look i i would be like hey maybe don't just come in my room if i'm in my undies working on a computer like i'm building frau please i'm building a gaming pc i really need to run crisis right now and you're just distracting my whole situation i'm just very warm that's why i'm sitting in my underwear okay leave me alone (laughs) my frau my ac unit is broken and the the hvac guy isn't gonna get here until tomorrow so i just have to make do until then 
Um, <laughs> but she's like, hey, buddy, you got to get out of here. The evacuation order is sounded. Um, and he's like, all right, whatever, fine. I'll come. So they go outside and she sees uh, Amuro's neighbor, Hayato, who's also a friend of Frau's, who's driving. And Hayato's like, hey, we, so here we all, we get like a, a little bit of the beginnings of our capital T themes where Hayato is ex- sort of expressing his disappointment that he had to move uh, where he lived because of like the military research facility. Huh. Military. I'm thinking about it already. I'm thinking about it. Um, so yeah, they, they, we, we, we sort of get that Amuro's dad is uh, like some researcher for the military, uh, like some scientist developing something. I'm sure it'll, won't be important at all. Yeah, who cares? Um, who cares? But Not yeah, I, I I guess I don't know if Amaro and his dad aren't in touch that much or if they just like aren't currently seeing each other. But like they they, they don't seem to have like, a, a terribly close relationship. Yeah, I even got confused at, at one point, like in the first episode uh, later, I understood the characters a little better. But in the first episode, I got confused and I thought the captain was his dad. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Oh, you know, me. It, it took me a while. I was like, did I just forget what his dad looked like? <laughs> um, also, I was like, did his dad... Like, first I was like, oh, his dad went out the fucking... Into space. And then I was like, mm-hmm. oh, no, his dad's the captain. And I'm like, oh, that's wrong, too. I just don't know yeah. what he looks like. I give up. <laughs> like, there's, there's, there's no way to know one way or another. I'm sure he'll come um, up later. I mean, I'm sure he's nothing. I'm sure he's not important <laughs> at all. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> um... <laughs> So what happens after that? We after like they start all driving off, we cut to uh, a a Federation ship docking into side seven. Um, so now we see Amaro's dad, and he's talking to this guy, Commander Bright. I don't. I think he's Commander. Um, yeah, I did not know what his position was. He just seemed like some asshole. I don't know. I was he, like, he, this Bright guy doesn't do shit. So he's yeah. not important. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Amuro's dad. Uh, I guess I'll call him Lieutenant Ray. I think he's Lieutenant. I don't know. I don't look. I don't know who anyone's ranks are. It's all meaningless. This is a, it's a nonsense hierarchy. But he's like, hey, you look pretty young. How long you been doing this? And Bright's like six months. And I, I, I guess that's a decently impressive time to be doing this because Ray is just like, okay, whatever, sure, cool, dude. Um, and we get like just. Oh, mwah. I love that we already start getting just like the most stupid batshit war things because Amaro's dad says, well, you know, once we start mass producing Gundam, we might be able to end the war without having to send kids into battle. Yes, I was like, huh? kids, <laughs> Excuse me? kids of who? Like, n- okay, when you say kids, well, I think they probably mean like... At least in this show, at first, before everything pops off, they might mean, like, 18-year-olds, but still. <laughs> yeah, I, as far as I know, the oldest uh, main character in the group is 19, which is bright. So, it's, folks, it's battle teens. <laughs> um, yeah, but, like, they even say that they're kind of young, like, yeah. later, though. But- this is, this is a, a pretty important part of the show. Um, so let's see. Uh, what, what happens next, Morg? Um, 
uh, let's see what does happen, because I have stupid notes like, LOL, I eat and drive like Amro. <laughs> oh yeah, what, he's when, rude. <laughs> I was like, wow. When they were driving, <laughs> when they were driving up in the previous scene, Frau is like, "Don't eat and drive, dog." And Amro's like, "But I'm hungry. I need to eat. I need my sustenance because I've been working all night building my gaming PC so I can run Skyrim with titty mods installed." <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, no, um, is this when the mask dude shows up? Is this one? Yes. Okay, this is we when, don't know oh. his name yet. That's why I called him the mask dude. But okay, yeah, we do learn his name later. But um, so we, we see tuxedo mask. We see tuxedo mask, but he's a villain. Uh, he's <laughs> one of the Xeon guys. He's like a commander or something. Um, he looks like a he looks very young also, but we don't know exactly. And he's in a mask, and he's cool. And they're like, we're gonna fucking attack and stuff. But I don't remember like exactly like what the masked man. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't do a whole lot now. He's just sort of thinking like, okay, we we sort of followed the Federation to side seven. They um, introduce him because he will be important, like very soon. Yeah, um, he basically he and the Zeon folks get led to side seven by the Federation, like they tailed them because they're trying to find out like. They, they hear rumors that they have a mobile suit that can defeat their Zakus. Yeah, and they're like, oh no, we can't be having that. Um, is this like when we cut to like the Zakus that are like actually there and like spying? Yes. And um, one of them ends up going like, and we're like, we're, I'm gonna fucking attack now. I fuck this Renas or reconnaissance shit. I'm gonna fucking. <laughs> Dude, go I hate the shit. Renaissance. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> reconnaissance, Renaissance, same thing. Uh, and that dude is yeah. Gene, and he's not important, but I thought, he, I was like, oh, is he important? He's named, and then I'm like, oh, no, he's not important No, at all. yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> ooh, not pretty important. So, yeah, he, he's just, he's tired of doing recon. He wants to, he sees them, like, moving around parts for mobile suits, and he's like, okay, yeah, we gotta, like, get rid of this stuff now, because otherwise they might get a chance to use it. So um, he, like, goes against his, like, superiors, whatever, yeah, he and just, he's like, he just I'm starts gonna... going ham. Yeah, and he, like... Almost kills a bunch of people a lot of the time who are fleeing and um yeah. and this is like it cuts to like Amaro and Fraubo. I keep wanting to say Franbo, uh fuck. Um <laughs> who they like they're in a bunker, like they're or they're like they got to a bunkery area, and mm-hmm. um, they're like, "Oh no, there's explosions! This isn't just like a regular attack, I don't think." And uh, Amaro's like, "I'm gonna fucking go outside and see what's happening," because he, he's a dumbass apparently. No, but because he's the protagonist and yeah. he has to see. Um, and he's even like, hey, close the door behind me, except they don't, and, like, the other civilians fucking watch what's happening, because oh my god. they're so fucking dumb. I, I was yelling, I was like, oh my god, go back inside! Yeah, you're already yelling at the screen like it's a horror movie. Um, yeah, it's like, it's like while it's being attacked, Amro's says, like, uh, I don't know if this could survive a blast from a Zaku, so I'm gonna go out and see what's going on, and, like... 30 seconds after he leaves the bunker, um, like, the Zaku shoots into the bunker and, like, everyone in there is basically dead. Oops. No, Uh-oh. no, it, it like, shoots in, it doesn't, it shoots into, like, 
Because it doesn't shoot into the bunker because Frau Bo survives. Like, she's still around. I think it shoots into, like, some other docking area oh. where, like, all the... I mean, this is not that important. I just want to make sure, like, everyone knows, like... Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Frau's alive. The, the important characters are fine. Yeah, <laughs> They're like, fine. We... It's already popping off. People are dying. Stuff's getting blown up. When um, um, this is the part where I was like, "Oh, am I just like not going to care about people dying?" Because it was like just like random military people that I didn't know about. Right. But uh, I was wrong. Ooh, yeah. And, so so <laughs> it wasn't just military people that get exploded. Uh, no. Because they're trying to like, like they're they're like, okay, I guess uh, this fucking bunker is not going to do well enough and uh we're gonna have to like bring all these people to the ship instead yeah so (sighs) after who after after it it starts getting attacked like papers are flying everywhere and amara sees this little document and it's like classified he's like i'm gonna look through this this looks pretty cool dude (laughs) and huh we we see uh the word gundam on it (laughs) I wonder why. <laughs> Pretty cool. Um, and then we get a shortcut back to uh, the Xeon ship where Char is like talking to the commander down there. And he's saying, hey, if you can't control the rookie, like I might have to go down there myself and take care of this. Char is the mask guy, by the way. Like we just don't oh, yeah, learn at, his... at this point, we know yeah. that he is Char. And I was I, like, uh, oh, is Char's this cool. Undertale? What's going on? But um, <laughs> like, what kind of name is Char? Like, I don't know. It, the, the people I the names in the show are very fun. I like to hear them. They're just they're they're fun, very memorable names. Even like after the three episodes, I can tell you the names of all the main characters already, and I'm like, wow, I usually cannot do that. Yeah. But so we, so after after Char says, I'm I'm a, I might go you know I might go down there if you can't calm down. Um, Amar looks over and he sees Gundam on like a bed. Like 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 not like a like a sleepy sleep bed, but like on a big like transport bed covered in a, a a very small tarp, a little blanket for a big boy, and he sees his dad. Uh, it's uh, Daddy Ray is here, and we already ooh we already just start getting that delicious sort of uh, strained relationship where Amaro's dad is like more worried about getting Gundam to safety, and Amaro's like, hey, what's more important, the robot or human lives? Yeah. He really does ask that, even though he I don't was, think that we get an answer. Even though he was kind of like, "Oh, cool robot," he's also like, "Wow, humans are important, though." Actually, <laughs> wow, human lives, cool, um, cool. So Frau, Frau, like at the the refugees are sort of like walking along the highway by the base, and Frau runs down because Amaro ran off, um, and oh boy, right after she runs down that that hill. Remember when we mentioned that uh, important people die? Well. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, a bunch of all pretty much mm, all of those people, all those refugees uh, die. Uh, they get exploded. Uh, Frau gets like pushed down the cliff by the explosion, kind of like or mm. it's like it happens behind her and she like falls down. Uh, but um, maybe her family dies maybe oh maybe she has to cry over the corpse of her mother maybe Mm, yeah like a normal thing that happens i'm I'm sensing some themes (laughs) (laughs) um so it's like it's a episode one we have a horrible moment where like amaro has to comfort frau 
as like she her whole family's dead in front of her. Like Yikes. I think I think <laughs> war might be bad. Damn, war's bad. Oh, Who I'm thinking thought? about it. But uh so Amaro is like, okay, uh, like has to encourage Frau to like not stick around and like to leave even though she was blown away and is grieving over her family so and she does it she fucking she like gets the fuck up and like stumbles up toward like up to where she was before and Mm -hmm. she fucking does it because she's stronger than me (laughs) yeah no (laughs) frau bow is the real main character to me (laughs) I'm thinking um, about it. So a- after after he gets Frau Raff, he looks over and he's like, "So so uh, Amaro sees the Gundam and he he hops up on the, like the bed that it's on. He throws off the tarp and he'd like he just he just climbs in that thing right away. He he, <laughs> he, sure he read the little he 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 found that instruction manual earlier. Um, after the like the base started getting blown up and he's like, I think I know how to pilot this thing." <laughs> And he does, because apparently he's a fucking genius. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know, because I, I, like, knew... I was like, oh, obviously is gonna pilot, like, especially because they talked about, like, oh, we won't need kids to do war, but... God. As it turns out, <laughs> the, the best laid plans of mice and men... Um, are quickly undone by green robots. So the 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 Zaku's see Amaro in the robot, and they like sort of see that the tarps uncovered it, and they're like, "Hey, that's that robot. We gotta blow it up." And Amaru is able to activate the blasters. It's like the blasters are like on like the temple of the Gundam's head, um, and that sort of like pushes them back. They're like, "Oh, it's active. Uh oh, that's not great." Like, um, who's inside? <laughs> yeah, they they start shooting at it. And it the bullets don't really do much to it. Like, the little laser blasts, they're like, wow, this robot is uh, pretty dang tough if, like, we're shooting at it and it's doing absolutely nothing to it. And, like, that's kind of what gets him by because, you know, he's just, like, not a fucking robot pilot at all. Yeah, he's just a kid and life is a nightmare. <laughs> God, truly. Um, I can't believe that Simple Plan song is about Amaro. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He's able to stand up in the Gundam. um, And he keeps on firing the head blasters at the Zakus. But he eventually runs out of ammo. um, And and then it just starts popping off from here. Yes. We, we We see the Zaku approaches Amaro. Um, and Amuro just like he gets it real close. He like the, so the Zaku's have this. It almost looks like a like a like a diving mask on it. Like it has these two like sort of tubes going along the side of its neck. Yeah. Just what looks like a breathing apparatus in the front. It's not a breathing apparatus. It's just like a design on the helmet of it. But he grabs that. He like pushes the Zaku forward and then rips off that tube part. And the Zaku just goes flying backwards and crashes into a building. Like it's sick. <laughs> It rules! And I thought it was gonna, like, cut to him, but he just fucking does it. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it, it's like, I I really love, we mentioned this before, but I love the way the combat is animated. It's like, it's not that flashy. It's just like, it's, just, it's how big robots would fight, pretty much. 
Yeah. Um, oh, I, I forgot to mention before, uh, like, the explosions look really cool. Like, it's... Oh, they're all, like, hand-drawn? They're oh, hand-drawn, cool. and it fucking rips. Like, I was like... Because, <laughs> um... When did they show... I guess that was, that's later, but they. I want to talk about the sparkly robots later. I just want to make sure I talk. Yeah. I would touch yeah, on well, that, but yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, the explosions are very pretty. <laughs> it, it it the Zaku sort of like it's trying to run away. Um, it like tries to activate its like jet thrusters on its backpack or whatever, and um, like the engine explodes or something. I well, what what happened? It doesn't. The, the engine doesn't explode. Amuro finds out he has a new weapon. He fucking finds out that he has swords, fucking beam swords on his back. Oh, they're so sick. They're they're like, they're not like tucked away. They're like these two like handles of, uh, it's a lightsaber. It's a um, lightsaber. I mean, that's why I said beam saber, because. Yeah, they, they are called beam sabers, I believe, in fiction. Oh, okay. Well, that's what I would describe them as also, because, yeah, he just like takes them out of his back and the robot back and they're just yeah. fucking lightsabers and he has two lightsabers i mean i think he just used one of them but yeah he, he uses one two. Oh boy <laughs> he uses one and he straight up just cuts the zaku hamburger style in half yeah yeah it fucking dies it, it not only <laughs> does it die but it blows up and it blows a hole in the inside seven, and like we see some military scientists get sucked out into space. Um, Amaro has just murdered someone. Whoops! I was like, did he murder his dad? I don't even fucking know. I I want to say he didn't because they didn't make a big deal out of it, but he very well could have, and I just never noticed. I'll have to look it up later on. Okay, because um, I was like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> but we. After this, he's like, uh-oh, if another, if we have another explosion that big, like, all the air will be sucked out of the colony. So, Amuro, fi- 15, I think he's 15, 15-year-old 15 yeah, 15. Amuro, yeah, 15-year-old Amuro Ray is like, I have an idea on how to defeat this Zaku without making it blow up. Let me just fucking stab it through the Let chest. Let me do it. Let me do a precision stab into the cockpit where the pilot is, killing the pilot, but preserving the robot. That shit gets me. That's what I like about, like, robot, like, big robot things is when they, like, are like, I'm gonna fucking get the heart of the robot out. Yeah, it's like critical hit precision strike. We don't need to make it blow up. We just gotta do, just, like, you get rid of the brain, it can't do nothing. It... It's, uh, uh, we're, Morg, we're already, like, being betrayed by the thing. We're already saying, wow, cool robot. Damn, <laughs> well, we, we are be, saying, wow, cool robot. We should be robot. saying war is bad, but we're saying, wow, cool robot. Oh, no, it's already begun. Well, so um, I heard this once, like, that even, like, an anti-war story is kind of a pro-war story. <laughs> that, that, hmm, I wonder if that's, hmm, my hand is on my chin. I'm thinking about it. Like, even if, just because you're showing it still. You yeah, know? it's like, it's, it's, 
Yeah, it's that's that's the whole problem, right? You don't want to root for the cool robots exploding because war is bad, but at the same time, the robots do blow up, and it is very pretty. To look it's at. very cool and very bad. Uh, like if it's, I like, and it, it, it would it's it's like, man, this would be way worse. Like if I knew the characters, I think. Like yeah, right. I'd be like, it's, oh, uh, <laughs> it, it it's problematic. Fave is what it is for sure. So the episode sort of ends as Amuro is like looking on the destruction around him. And we, we, we like, lastly, we see Char in his ship firing missiles towards um, uh, Side 7 and, and White Base, which is the name of like the Federation ship that is docked there. Yeah. Oh, um, I didn't mention this before, but one of the other things that shows this anime's age a little bit is that like when Fraubo was like, yelling to Amaro like before the explosion happened that knocked her off uh it was very echoey and very strange <laughs> like her voice was very echoey I don't know if you noticed that but it was just I like I don't think I Amaro! caught that <laughs> like oh <laughs> um what is happening <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's just like bits where it just sort of takes you out of the action like out of the immersion but it's still like oh it's good good very good first episode yeah, for sure. The second episode starts again with kind of telling us about the history. They're gonna. Yeah. I don't know if that's every episode or just the first couple episodes, but I I want to say that's the intro of the show for all of it. Um. Um. And yeah, so they keep like the Xeon people keep blasting the ship, and um, I said they used bubble gum to fix the hole in the ship, because that's what it looked like. Yeah, they did! Um, oh, by the way, episode two is called Destroy Gundam. Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah, they, it's really, really cool. Like, I just, it's like a, just a one-off little thing. It's like, oh, yeah, the captain of the ship pulls a lever and releases these, like, big bubble gum balls that, like, seal up the hole in the ship so the air doesn't escape. It's like, huh, that's a cool bit of science fiction that we don't need an explanation of just to know that it exists in the world and is cool. And I like to see it. Um, it's the balls that keep the air in. Air is stored in the balls. Damn. So, <laughs> um, Amuro in the robot in Gundam protects Frau from like some falling debris inside the docking bay. And she's like, damn, dude, you in the Gundam? And he's like, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, you got to get out of here, though, because we're going to run out of air soon. And she's like, okay, that's fine. Like, this is, this is, I'm not going to question any of this going on. <laughs> she's just very cool with him being in a, in an 18 meter tall robot. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's cool. She, it's a cool robot. <laughs> um, <laughs> so on, back, back on the white base, we sort of see the captain is injured. Um, and he's like talking about, there aren't really many soldiers around to like defend against Xeon. So things are looking grim. We're going to have to like arm people that shouldn't you know that wouldn't normally be armed mm -hmm, and yeah. have you know give give some youth some guns um it's it's fine i don't see a moral quandary here at all and then speaking of youths with guns they're like oh there's oh. a fucking kid in this uh gundam that's not a regular pilot i guess uh who is this child oh he's 15 um <laughs> And then they're like, the captain's like, well, oops, that's <laughs> when fine. When life gives you lemons. He's like, there's been young soldiers before. This isn't the first time. And it's like, okay, that's great. Like, that's basically a direct quote. This show, I, I mean, it, it's like, 
it's said so casually that it's almost hard to tell if it's a theme or not, but it's like very much like, yeah, the reality of this is that there are kids who have to fight in wars and that's not great, but they got it. You, you got to do what you got to do. Sometimes life gives you giant robots and you got to make giant robot juice. It's because like, as we kind of saw the everyone's been blown up, you know? Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, so inside the cockpit of, of white base, um, they're trying to figure out like, okay, we, the captain's injured. We don't really have anyone who can pilot it. Um, but they look around and there's this girl who shows up, um, Mirai Yashima. And she says, yeah, I can pilot it. And the captain's like, uh, you must be part of the famous Yashima family. Yeah. I, oh boy. I know the famous Yashima family. They're well known. I know all of those family members of the names that I know. But she's important. She's one of the main characters. Yeah, I was like, who? <laughs> but, yeah. but, um, yeah, I mean, she was also, like, she was kind of bandaging, much like, they were having, like, Frau Bo and, like, this other girl who becomes important later, uh, mm-hmm. like, bandaging up people who got, like, hurt in explosions, including the captain. And, uh, yeah, uh, Mir, the fucking, the new pilot. <laughs> Yeah, Mirai. Mirai. Um, I'm going to remember her name at some point. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. Listen, it's no slender. It's, yeah, like, come on. You got, it's not, it's a cool name, but there's a guy named after Jeans. Uh, so we, we see, we cut over to the Xeon ship. Char is contacting Admiral Dozel of the Xeon Federation, or the Principality of Xeon, telling him about Operation, I don't know if it's Operation V or Operation 5. But that's basically the Federation's operation to make mobile suits. Uh, and he's like, yeah, they have a Gundam. Not great. And it's really strong. Oops. <laughs> yeah. So Char, in his infinite wisdom, says, well, I'm going to do some reconnaissance. I'm going to infiltrate, but I'm not going to go in a Gundam. I'm just going to take some dudes. We're going to float in the vacuum of space. We're going to just like swim over to side seven and check things out. And, and they do Admiral that. says... Admiral says, I know this and I love you. Godspeed, my boy. <laughs> he can just do it. He, I mean, to be a little bit fair, he is harder to notice when he's not in a Gundam. Yeah. But like, he, he's not in, yeah, he's not in a space suit, really. He just is like in a helmet, basically. He just, sort <laughs> yeah. of, he just has like a little like dinky little like rocket pack like you get in Smash Bros. He's just flying over there. It's very funny. <laughs> It is very funny. Um, I like that the main rival character, he's not that intimidating. He's just kind of a, a dingus. He's like, kind of like, he's a little twinky. He's a little bit. He's got a some, little bit of a twink. He's got some twink energy to him. And I mean, that's fine since they're in fucking robots. So it doesn't matter. But I'm almost like, yeah, hmm. you're always everyone's going to look like a twink compared to a 17 meter tall robot. Right, right. Um, So... Frau goes back into side seven to help look for survivors. And as she's uh, leaving, like the docking bay, she 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 comes out with this blonde lady named Sayla. Yeah, um, they were all kind of like fixing up the people. So they're kind of like fast friends now, I guess. But yeah, yeah, they're like trying to see if there's any other um, survivors. And they... I think they just, like, go in a car and, like, start, like, yeah. calling out, being like, mm-hmm. is anyone left? <laughs> like, Yeah, but, but 
as as they're leaving the bunker, they run into this guy named Kai, who right. and he and he's I didn't realize, but he's the main character too. He's one of the, he's one of the battle teams. Sela like slaps him because they ask him, "Have you seen these survivors?" And he's like, "I don't know. I'm just looking out for myself." Oh yeah, and yeah. They were like, "Are you really a man?" And I'm like, "Shut up." <laughs> yeah, it's it's like I. I was like, fuck, I would run away too. Like, call me a coward, but damn. I can't fight a robot that tall. It has a big gun and I don't have a big gun. What am I going to do? I'm just a guy. Guess I'm going to get slapped. Um, (laughs) There's a lot of slapping in these episodes. Yeah. (laughs) Because Um, um, Amaro slapped Frau Bo to, like, get her, like, like, to snap out of it it from her grieving her family. And I was like, oh. Yeah, that. Slap City. Definitely the best way to. <laughs> slap city um so uh the zeon people start firing on a white base and side seven but they're like avoiding where char is because they like just want to cause a distraction while they infiltrate and scope things out um at the same time while they're getting fired on the captain tells amuro to destroy all the other gundam parts held here uh because zeon can't find out these secrets like you have to use your napalm gun or napalm bomb or whatever to Super get rid of all napalm. this. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, and get this man a weapon," um, because because you know he only has the head lasers at this point, so he needs an actual beam rifle. Yes, that beam rifle is fucking scary, but uh- <laughs> it's yeah, it. So yeah, so like you said before, Sailor's driving around. Um, and and she sees Char investigating like bits of destroyed mobile suit, um, and he, she has a, a like a, a regular pistol and she's like stick him up, and <laughs> he, he he takes his helmet off and like he gives her this look. It's like really funny it, the way it almost looked like he was like smoldering at her to like make her drop her card. Yeah, but I was it, like- he does like he does the Rapunzel Flynn Rider face at her. Yeah, but then um, he's also like in his head. She, she, he's just like she looks like dot dot dot. Yeah, and I was like, oh he, he, me, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he kicks the gun out of her hands and he flies off in his little like stupid jetpack. Um, and she says she's too strong to be Artesia, and that's a name that we don't know yet. But then, like a second later, Sailor's like, that was probably my brother. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's Hello? what I, when 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 he was like, she looks like dot dot dot. I was like, oh, me. I guess I think they're yeah. related. And then she confirmed it, and I was like, oh, yeah. They okay. appear to be siblings, and you can already tell because of their color coordination. They both have blonde hair. They're both wearing red. There's not a um, ton of blonde characters in this. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it, but they're they're siblings. You can sort of tell. So that's going to be probably an important plot detail in the future. Yeah. Um. So, um, uh, Amuro rescues Sela. He sees Char flying away, and they're all they're all chasing Char. It's really funny. He flies through like the docking bay in his jetpack, and he's just like he's just juking everybody out. Like there's like ten people shooting at him with laser rifle, and he's just like, "No, nah, you miss me. Can't hit me." Yeah, um, he fucking tried to sneak in and like take pics. He's essentially sneaking yeah. in and take pics of like all the info on the Gundams. Yep. <laughs> he just, he's just being a nuisance. He's causing problems on purpose. Um, so while they're flying out, we 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 Amaro starts to get a moral quandary. He's using his gun. He's like trying to aim at them flying away, 
and it, it's sort of clear that he's having trouble shooting just a regular human target. And um, I was like, oh, I bet, and I wrote in my notes, I mustn't run away, like the fucking Evan Galley yeah, He's thing. just Shinji, yeah. I was like, oh, he's Shinji! <laughs> Amuro getting the robot. Um, And, you know, Amuro, real rich from you, buddy, because last episode you did just stab a guy with a laser sword and didn't feel a thing. But now when they're outside the robot, it's a problem. And also they're small, I guess. Like, that was, at least that was Char's reasoning for being like, hey, don't fly anymore. He can't yeah, fucking don't aim. Because we're small. Like, yeah. He, yeah. Um, so, like, you know, none of them get hit. He's like, I'm going to shoot him for real. Um, but eventually the Xeon ship will poop out some Zaku's. Uh, so <laughs> those other people, they kind of like just like hover out of a, like a loading bay. It's just, they don't like fly out. They just like, they like basically anti-grav push like the limp robot bodies out. It's really funny. It's really funny. Um, so White Base is finally starting to leave side seven. Amuro is, like, shooting missiles down that are being launched by the Zaku ship. Um, and we we hear that Char, the Red Comet, is his nickname, is approaching in his Red Zaku at, like, three times the speed of the other Zakus. Yeah, the other Zakus are, like, like I said, like, army green. And, like, that's his whole thing. Like, Char is, like, red and he fucking zooms out of the way. Like, every time that Amuro tries to aim at him, he's like, whoop. <laughs> yep <laughs> missed me um his zaku looks cool it doesn't like it's the same thing basically it doesn't look that different like mechanically but it's just this nice like red color it looks like tomato soup yeah it kind of does i would drink out of the tomato soup zaku uh, <laughs> <laughs> the other yeah, ones nice are pieces oh uh, the other ones are like the other ones are like asparagus colored no they're a little more muted than that I do have I do have the original Zaku and RX seventy eight two gunpla. Ooh. Um, so let's see. After that, like like he's shooting at Char. Char's way too fast. Um, they're still squaring off. Amuro almost punches Char's robot in the in the wiener. Um, <laughs> it's like like you know he he's doing hand to hand because he can't really shoot it well and like. He's doing an uppercut, and the way Char's the way Charzaku dodges, he like dodges upward and like spreads his legs so he misses. But like he was about to get got in the nards <laughs> by a big Gundam punch. <laughs> These Gundams um, are nutless. They're fine. They're smooth like a Ken doll. It's true. Um, let's see. Yeah, Char gets distracted by a core fighter, which is just a jet. It's just a space jet. It's like it's so funny that one of the main earth federation like battle teens robots is just a jet yeah one and late like i was like does this count as a gundam not really does it like i don't okay (laughs) yeah i don't think it's it i think it might be considered a mobile suit but it's it's come on it's a jet it's a jet uh (laughs) um but uh, char like as they're shooting um as the core fighter distracts Char, uh, Amuro is able to like use his beam rifle to get a shot on Azaku and it just destroys it in one shot. And Char is like shaking. He's like, "Uh, that is as powerful as a battleship class laser. I'm out of here, Chief." Yeah, that's why I was like, "Oh, these beam lasers are fucking scary, dude." Yeah, like he Amuro has the power of like you know a, a supremely dangerous weapon and just like a gun. It's like the military industrial complex, folks. You love it. 
Yeah, I also forget the teen that pilots the fucking... Uh, Ryu. Core. Oh, that's right. Okay, that's Ryu. Yeah. 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 Um, so, the episode sort of ends. Uh, Amuro, like, goes back into white base. <laughs> um, so, the, the sort of basically the current dude in charge, Bright, from before... He's like, hey, uh, Amaru, you are a scrub. <laughs> you rely on Gundam way too much. Yeah, I was like, damn. I was like, why did you let him keep the robot if you're just, like, super disappointed in him? <laughs> like, couldn't yeah. you have piloted it? Like, hello? Yeah, I, I, I think, like, he did it. He did it, it seems, as a way to, like, motivate Amaru to be, like, sort of, like, a rival to him. Not, like, straight up antagonizing him, but sort of pushing him to get better at piloting it. It's just a very shithead thing to say, though. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, dude, you have a cool robot, but you suck at using it. Um, Great, thanks. Yeah. Uh, I think that's... That, that's it. episode two? Yeah. Pretty good. I'm still... Things are moving along. I like it. Enjoying this show so far. All right. I don't uh, remember the title of episode three, either. <laughs> ep- episode three, Vote to Attack. That's right. I was very baffled by the next time on because I was like, where's the voting happening? But it does happen. Yeah, uh, this is a democracy. Great. Uh, <laughs> so one thing they mentioned pretty early in the show is the Minofsky particle. And I know that's a thing. I know that's a Gundam thing, but I'm surprised they don't like explain it at all. I know it's like a later Gundam thing, and they probably explain it in other shows, but I don't exactly know what it is. I just, I was like, oh, I remember them talking about this on the, like, two episodes of Partisan, Partisan that I listened to from uh, (laughs) Friends at (laughs) the Table. table. Yeah. I was like, oh, they mentioned this, because I listened to, like, all of The Road to Partisan, so... Yeah, it we don't know what it is at all. Basically, it's it's a plot particle. Great. <laughs> it it's it's just presumably there to like do whatever it needs to be. Oh, okay. Um as far as I know, I know as about as much as you do, but Okay. I'm sure we'll get some nonsense explanation later on that says, "Oh, uh, I understand everything completely clueless." I th- <laughs> I thought that it was maybe like explained in Wang or something. Oh, oh my God! What if we have to? Yeah. Oh, cool. We'll go like four series, never knowing what it is. <laughs> we might not. Uh, um, but yeah, this episode, they're like, okay, we got to refuel, and they both do. Like both sides kind of have to like get mm-hmm. get some uh uh ration, uh, just like shit random shit um i i think a lot of the beginning of the episode was a lot of like kind of almost showing like slice of life inside the ship now you know that's that's a good that's a good uh a good catch not a good catch i don't know what i'm saying um yeah we it's it's like we see sayla and frau like helping people out like you know bring supplies to everyone um, we see, like, Bright and Sayla chatting in the elevator about where they're from. It's like, these are just kids who have to live a normal life. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm from Earth, you know, yeah. I, I like that we get these humanizing moments. I do, too. In, in between cool robot fights. And then they, um, there's, like, these reoccurring, like, little kid characters. Oh, I don't care for them. And they're kind of annoying, <laughs> but... They're... 
they're just enthusiastic little kids who want to, like, belong and want to be part of things. And I'm like, I get it, but also... Yeah, like, <laughs> like fif- 15 is too young to be piloting a Gundam, but these kids are way too young to be involved in any of this. But they are. They fucking vote later. Yeah. So so yeah. Like like we see, you know, Frau's taking care of Amuro, who's like still learning. He's in the the cockpit of Gundam, like reading up on the manual, trying to learn how to pilot it better. Um. So now we're 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 sort of faced with a quandary because, like, Bright is in the the control room or the cockpit or whatever, and he's like, okay, we can either make a break for Luna two to get supplies, or we can try and attack Zeon because they're waiting for us. Um, so they, they like call everyone in to the command room and they're like, well, we live in a democracy. We live in a society. We are all going to vote on which of these two harebrained schemes we want to do. Yeah. And overwhelmingly, everyone votes to attack Zeon. I was like, I wrote down, I wasn't sure if it was like, Wow, most everyone wanted to attack. Is it like a revenge thing? Like, wow, fuck Zeon. Is it just that they didn't they think this would work better? Like, it's just very interesting, but also it's like interesting cuz they're voting to attack um military personnel whereas like all the people on side 7 were like civilians. So it's like a very right. different dynamic also. It, it a lot of it seems like we're going to get revenge on the people yeah. who like drove us out of our home. Um I wasn't sure. But yeah. So 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 you know they all the vote is decided. They they launch Gundam and they launch Core Fighter. Um so you know, as we know, Amuro's in the Gundam and Ryu is in the core fighter. I don't know if we were like properly introduced to Ryu before, but he's he's just a guy. Yeah. He's a pilot of core fighter. He's the dude who pilots the space jet. Yeah, they kind of um, introduced him before, kind of like because they were like, "Hey, have you done this before?" And he's like, "Uh, simulations." Oh right, yeah. He's like, in "This is just like the simulations." Yeah, in the he's like, <laughs> "He says I've done two simulations," and Bright says, "Wonderful, you got the job." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so so now Gundam is outfitted with a shield and a big honkin' rocket launcher. Yes. It's pretty cool. The shield's um, cool. It has like eye holes. This yeah, oh the shield's cool. It's like it's like red with white trim around it. It has like a little slot up top for the face and it has like a big gold star in front of it. Or like a like a sort of like cross-shaped star. Yeah. Um it's sick. So they launched Core Fighter, they launched Gundam. Um we cut over to Char who he's like receiving supplies that he called in from earlier because he's like we need more zakus if we're gonna fight this gundam and they're basically like the i think the musai yeah the musai is the main zeon ship that char is piloting and the papua is the supply ship that is coming to help them yeah and they're like oh the papua is so old and like why is it still functioning yeah oh this this ship sucks dude and And musai is like a nice lamborghini this is like an old like chrysler the baron ew yeah i don't know shit about cars dude (laughs) um so so basically the whole scheme is that Amaro is going to do a sneak attack. He is going to fly around to the back, like between the Musai and the sun, so they can't really see him, and like perform a sneak attack there. Um, yeah, and like. Works pretty well. Uh, it does work pretty well. And Amaro, like, 
um, kind of proves himself to Ryu, who, like, has done more soldiery stuff, because he's like, hey, dumbass, we gotta, like, approach from the sun side, because they'll, you know... Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, wow, you're smart, even though you're a rookie. You know? <laughs> even though you're baby. Even though you're baby. Yeah, um, it's it's like, he definitely has a, a decently good tactical mind for all of this. So... Yeah, with, with the sun behind him, he starts firing rockets on the Musai, and, like, Char Char order, like, it, it, he's just getting got. They're getting blasted. Char orders one of the Zakus to protect the Papua. Um, and, like, just things are not going well for Zeon because the core fighter starts doing bombing runs on the Papua, and the missiles are hitting the Musai. Um, but Char is eventually able to launch the Zakus, and he's in his red Zaku again. And now we get a cool fight. Yeah, we get a cool fight. Um, but there's also... <laughs> I mean, it is cool. Like, I'm not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's also, like, side things happening at the same time as the cool fighting. Yeah, it's like the fight between Char and Amaro, like, is, is all, it's like, it's not even the main thing that's happening right now. It's like, we just see them darting around in the sun. We see their silhouettes clashing. But, like, that's not the most important thing, which is kind of neat. Yeah. Like, you'd think it would be, um, but... Like, Ryu is sort of being, like, a shithead in the core fighter because he's, like, so focused on blasting the Papua that white base can't start attacking it because, like, he's keeping on getting in the way. And then they, like, try to contact Bright and be like, hey, tell him to chill out. And Bright tries, but his communicator isn't working. Uh, Ryu's communicator Bright, isn't working. Bright calls him on a landline phone. Yes, so he funny. does. I... <laughs> I didn't even, like, I mean, I, like, kind of registered that, but I was like, whatever. Yeah, it's, he just picks up, like, a, like a Bakelite telephone, like, hooked into the his command chair, and he's like, uh, hello, is this Ryu? Uh, oh, it's an answering machine, uh-oh. It's really, it's just really, it's really silly. Um, That's very funny. Like, we, we, we get a line from Char while he's fighting the Gundam, he's like, just, like, the raw power of your Gundam's not what's important, it's pilot skill. And he just, like, just, like, kicking the shit out of Gundam, but it's still, like, holding up really well. Like, it can take a lot of hits. Yeah. Um. So, one of the characters we met in the first episode, Hayato, he gets the bright idea to pilot the gun tank to, like, start firing on the Papu, or the, the Musai as well. Um, Hayato being uh, Amuro's neighbor. Um, and he needs another pilot, since the, the gun tank is a two-person pilot thing. The gun tank is, like, it's like the top half is a sort of humanoid robot body and it has tank treads and just like a whole mess of guns on it. Yeah. It's neat enough, I guess. It's, it's not a big robot, but it's a robot enough. I was like, it's still a robot. Yeah. It's, it's wow, neat robot. It's not cool, it's neat. <laughs> um, Rank robot. Yeah, they need two people to... <laughs> they need two people to pilot it. So uh, Kai, the guy from before who was running away and didn't look for survivors going into the docking bay that Sailor slapped is going to help uh, is going to help Hayato pilot the gun tank. Because he's got a special license. <laughs> mm, because we're worried about licenses in this situation. Yeah. <laughs> True. Like that's the most that's the most important thing we gotta focus on. I mean to be fair, like they don't want him to crash. Yeah, I mean it, it, it they can't really get more equipments as of now. They're just like in space trying to survive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they 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 land the gun tank on Luna Two, which is the colony or like the 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 
I don't even think we mentioned it. Luna 2 is where they're trying to go to. It's like this asteroid that was placed in the moon's orbit. It's like a, a refugee base, presumably. Um, yeah. But but they see the gun tank is on Luna 2. It's like r- trundling along, getting in range. Yeah, it starts blasting the Papua. But the Papua is like, in its last effort, it like sends out the Zakus and supplies for Char. So, you know, they destroy it, but... Yeah, the Papua is fucking gone. Yeah, oh, it gets yeeted away by the gun tank's big guns. But, uh, the pilot guy, the, whatever his name is, has... Yeah, the Xeon commander, he's out in his Zaku. He's out in his Zaku, and he has the other Zaku, and he's like, I'm gonna fucking take on the Gundam. (laughs) I I like that... Well, two things. I like that the sort of the the backup uh, mobile, the backup mobile suits, like the core fighter and gun tank. I like that they actually can do things and can help. Like you would think that only Gundam would be able to actually do things and take out targets and fight. But like, I like that there are these auxiliary units that actually like are important in the battles and can help him out, you know? I like that there's, like, not just one robot and there's nothing else. Well, it makes sense also because it's kind of like this is the first time we're, that we have a mobile suit Gundam. So, right, yeah, like, presumably. We, the f- so if this is the first one that's, like, really working, we've had all these yeah, like, other attempts at stuff. This is, like, yeah, our like, other military equipment. Mm-hmm. The Federation is probably using a bunch of those. Um and also the the Zaku that the commander is using, it's like a darker shade of green and has a sort of different face. And it's a, it's an older model of Zaku because the Zakus we see, the lighter green ones, those are all Zaku twos. But the Zaku that what's this, is is he denim? No, I don't remember his name. That's why I was like, uh, the yeah, the, the 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 Zeon commander that's not Char, but he's in a Zaku one, the supplier like guy, one. the supplier commander yeah. guy. The, the dude who, I guess, piloted the Papua here. Yeah, because, um, like, I have to take revenge for the supply co. <laughs> yeah, he's, oh, he's so mad at Amuro right now. Yeah. He's out for blood. Um, doesn't go well for him, though. Uh, spoiler, he dies. <laughs> yep. Amuro cuts it in half again. Well, he doesn't cut it fully in half, but he basically, like... Like, drags the sword through the Zaku. Yeah. It's sick, but it's messed up. Yeah. But he's like, like, it's just, Amuro's fine with blowing up robots that are people inside, but he just can't shoot an actual human target. Get your priorities in order, bud. Yeah, and I, again, I don't know how much of it is like, oh, because they're people and he knows they're people. How much of it is they're smaller. I mean, I think it's probably both, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm I'm sure it'll be a bigger plot thing later on where he's like, Oh I'm a murderer. Yeah, I don't know um, if he like registers that he's fucking killed people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh Gadem is his name. G A D E M. That's the Zeon Oh, okay. Um but like so and then we get a really funny part. Char is like taken aback by that he's like losing this battle, but he thinks to himself, like, huh, the Federation's tactics in this battle are all like really amateurish yeah. it's like i wonder why buddy i was like hmm. <laughs> almost as if they're all battle teams it's almost as if they're amateurs no <laughs> uh the gang all return to white base and 
uh, Ryu comes back and Bright is like, Doc, fix your communicator. And he's like, I'll do it. And then Bright's like, yeah, it's fine. Don't worry. It's like, I'm not mad at you. It's like, oh, well, you, I would be so mad. You have to have your communicator yeah, on. But he's, he's just like. He's not mad at <laughs> Ryu, but he's fucking mad at fucking Amuro. Amuro for like not knowing how to use his robot that he just walked into today. Yeah, I, I was like, wow, Bright. Th- my last note is literally Bright's a shithead. <laughs> yeah, I I like him because yeah, he, he he's the adult in the room, yeah. but he's only nineteen. He's, <laughs> he like has to ra- he has to wrangle all these kids. Like he's not the adult in the room, but he is the adult in the room. Like he he has to be the because like in the, the room. captain's still like there. He's just fucking in. Oh pain. yeah, the captain's just like. Like yeah, not doing so hot. He's like bedridden. Um, yeah. So that's the, that. The episode sort of ends. Um, Frau and Haro show up and bring some like nice juice to to, to Ryu and Amaro. Um, yeah, Amaro's like, manage- I'm gonna fucking punch that guy. He like legitimately yeah. says that. He's like, fuck, <laughs> like he was respectful. Yeah, I hate you, to he was respectful to Bright's face, but he's just like, wow. Mm. If this keeps, I hate his guts. If this keeps up, I'm gonna fucking deck him, is pretty much what yeah. he says. <laughs> so, at this point, like, they've all sort of, um, the main cast is like, changed into their, like, the military uniforms. But this is pretty much, like, our main cast all together now. We have Amuro, Frau, I guess Haro counts as part of the main cast, the little robot that Amuro built, this, like, little round boy. Um, Ryu, Kai, Hayato, Sela, Bright, and Mirai. It's like, that's a pretty motley crew. Yes. I like them. I like these battle teens. I do, too. I'm glad you remembered their name. I keep forgetting the two who piloted the tanks' names. Those are the ones I keep forgetting. Uh, Haru and... Or er, Hi- Hayato and Kai. Hayato. Why did I say Haru? Hayato and Kai. Okay. Yeah. Um, I will, we'll learn their names. Um. But yeah, that was, that was our batch of episodes this week. Yes. I I really like this show so far. Yeah, no, I, I liked it more than I thought I was. Like I said, uh, I thought I was a little uh, worried that I wasn't going to, like, care for it when they just, like, started killing, like, random soldiers, but I quickly got into it, like, about halfway mm-hmm. for, through episode one. I was like, actually, this is good. Um. Yeah, and I definitely forgot to talk about the sparkly robot, but oh man, well we can bring it up now. We can bring it up now. This is very, very important. <laughs> so I took a video of the, I think was it the white base or was it the tank? Yeah, no, it it was white base while it was docking into side seven. Yeah. Um, and there were like <laughs> the sparkles because it's all hand drawn. The sparkles are like jutting out of, of like to show how shiny the 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 <laughs> ship is they're just like jutting out of it i don't know why that just like very much struck me it's it's very very silly but it's like i i guess you know you have to cut corners when you can when you animate it for sure but it's just like but then you brought it's, up it's, you were like cute. what if edward cullen sparkled like this and i was like it'd be yeah. a better movie I mean, oh, hard, hard to match how good the original Twilight is. Nothing will compare to the baseball scene. Oh, nothing. You're right. Yeah. So, like, you know, even even starting out the show, the main things I've noticed is that, like, wow, it is very normalized that like teenagers have to fight these wars. 
Um, and like, wow, death is a very important part of this universe, and I'm sure we're going to see more of it. And like, wow, cool robot. Wow, cool robot. <laughs> it's like, it's a surprisingly mature show for bo- both, like, like just on its own. I didn't expect it to be this like heavy starting out, but also like 1979. That's like pretty heavy. I guess Star Wars came out two years earlier, so it was sort of a sci-fi time. Yeah, but for sure. It's still impressive. It's interesting. Is this kind of like? This is kind of like Japan's like Star Wars. I mean, the, I heard someone compare it to that almost, even though they weren't like movies. I mean, there were movies. It's more of a TV show thing than like a movie series thing. Yeah. Um. So it's 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 good that you mentioned that. I don't know. Do you have any like more things to say about the episodes themselves? Um. No. I'm just. I'm mostly just like interested in the show more than I thought. Even though I was. Yeah. Even though I was like, oh, I want to go in. I, the fact that I was like, oh, I picked the first one because I'm always a little iffy, and I'm like, people don't mm-hmm. always say to start here, so I don't know. But then I'm like, yeah. oh, I like it more than. I mean, it, I think it's a good place to start. No, I'm glad we are, and like, I yeah. actually really like it, and I might watch more even after I'm off of the show as a co-host. So, hell yeah! Um, <laughs> so for 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 our for our special segment at the end of the episode, which I think I can probably turn into a fun little thing, um, our robot of the week segment, which is what I'm going to call this, um, our cool robot of the week, I guess. Um, so this is the very beginning of Gundam. This is the very first episode. So the robot that I can tell you about this week is RX-78-2, which is Gundam, the original. This is, this is the boy, the white, the white devil, um, with, you know, you know him with the, the, the white armor and the blue chest and the what yellow eyes and the yellow little crest and all that. Um, this robot. So this thing is 18 meters tall. Which is like almost sixty feet ish. Um, that's pretty big. With like, I, I'm there's not a whole lot of like trivia that I can say now because like a lot of it is like just talking about like later series and whatnot. But what little I can tell you, you know, the super napalm it uses in episode two, we're never gonna see it again. It's just this very obscure one-off fun thing it got to do, oh. and it's never gonna show up again. That's very um, weird. It's just like, I guess, I don't know. Look, this is a decently gritty war show. I don't want to see napalm being used. Like, I'm good about on that on that front. I'm glad it was only um, used on robots. I, I'm going to be yeah. real. That would be a lot if it was, like, yeah. used on people. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but this is, like, it is, it is fairly ubiquitous in pop culture. Like, if you say Gundam, and people who know, like, barely anything about Gundam... They'll think about this one because this is the Gundam. Like, this is the archetype. Um, it's so popular that it was featured in the climax of the oh, the beloved hit movie Ready Player One. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Oh, spoiler alert for Ready Player One. What a weird um, show we're doing yeah and and that was like the very opposite of war is bad because they use it like one of the main characters sort of like calls it in and he pilots it in like the big final battle at the end i mean they fucking alongside the iron giant yeah i was like they fucking use iron giant which is the same thing about war being bad it's it's like (sighs) come on the cognitive dissonance but you know that it, it the scale tipped more towards Wow Cool Robot than War is Bad on that time, 
But so you mentioned before that Gundam is like very, very, very big in Japan. So big, in fact, that in 2009, the company built a life-size RX-78-2 in Tokyo. Oh, like, my God. Like, they built a, like, like, you could go inside the Gundam. A 60-foot um, tall Gundam. Yeah. It is one-to-one. It is <sighs> real scale. Like, that's cool as hell. Um, This is 2009. 2009 when they, <laughs> when they built it. Um... 18 meter tall, built in Tokyo. It was moved and reconstructed in Shizuoka. And then in 2011, it was dismantled and reconstructed in Odaiba. Until 2017, uh, it was replaced by a different Gundam from a different series later on. But I believe they're going to rebuild it in Odaiba next. Um, Hmm. So there is a real, like... And I think it moves now. I think they've like upgraded it so it like Ooh. parts of it will move, like its arms maybe, or its head can turn. But like Yeah, that fun fact of the day, Gundam's Israel. <laughs> Soon they're gonna make like it move and like able to fire shit and able to be uh, used in oof. combat. Like that's what I'm like wondering. Ooh, I'm thinking about it. And I don't like it. <laughs> I like it, I don't yeah. like I mean I don't like it, I but I'm also like Hmm. I don't like it, but if I could have one, I would very much want one, please. Thank you very it's, much. It's one of those things where I'm like, I don't really want it, but I'm also, like, interested in, like, how that would be possible. It would be cool to have. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's that's like, your your fun bit of trivia for today. Um, so, I guess now the episode is sort of on its close. Morg, do you have anything you would like to plug? Where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me at Haunting the Morg at most places. Uh, that's Haunting the M-O-R-G. Uh, there you can find my pin tweet. I think I mostly just have my other podcast pinned there at the moment. Um, but more might come. Uh, my other podcast being, uh, the Sonic Shuffle, which is a holistic and randomized sonic lore podcast where dan max's other co-host from pot of greed tells me about sonic shit it's pretty cool it's sonic good there's a lot there's a lot of weird shit and i don't know shit it's another thing that i don't know anything about except instead of like watching anything dan just tells me about it it's great because i i mean i'm probably gonna watch like the movie but (laughs) yeah it's learning knowledge is fun learning is fun we love to learn about sonic and robots um (laughs) i've been max you can find me uh on twitter and tumblr and everywhere else at maxi bajillion um like morg mentioned i have another podcast called pod of greed uh it is a Yu-Gi-Oh podcast where we watch and discuss Yu-Gi-Oh. uh all parts of Yu-Gi-Oh! We're all, we've started season five of Duel Monsters now. We've been doing this for like two years. We have almost 100 episodes. Um, and you can find that on Twitter at Pod of Greed Cast or on podofgreed.tumblr.com. Or, um, or kaiba.online. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, go to kaiba.online. It is currently a link to our Discord, but who knows what it'll be in the future. Not even we do. And we have the dang website. Yeah, I... <laughs> <laughs> I just realized, like, between us, we have very, very, very nerdy podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, we, 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 we have a type. We have 
we have to carve out our niche and we are very good at nerdy things like this true um so i guess um you know as we always say at the end of this podcast we always we've been saying say, this the whole time we've been saying this every episode war is bad wow cool robot